This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Hello there. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Is, is this your first podcast? You're darn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And look, after this, it could be my last. It might be. You're like, actually, this may be the first and the last. You might not be doing this anymore. Well, this is a, because it's my podcast, every podcast is a little bit different, but this podcast is intended to be very much like a conversation thing. So essentially what it is, is it's a chance for the listener to kind of ear hustle on a conversation between two people who happen to have something in common. And in this case, I think aside from the obvious, which I will share in a little bit, but I think something that we have in common is really being passionate about educating people on finances, wealth, and particularly real estate and the importance of ownership. Yes. I think we have that in common. So one of the reasons why I asked for you to be a guest on the podcast, in addition to you being auntie, who is that I, <laughs> who knows best, I consider you to be who's really a wealth of knowledge and a resource of information. And I think you have a way of taking what can otherwise be really overwhelming, sometimes intimidating or complex for people and breaking it down into just plain old regular English. So I appreciate that. And this podcast is um, a safe space. So you can take up as much or as little space as you like. I will guide the conversation with some questions. Um, and I just want you to feel comfortable to to speak, just like we were just talking on the phone, just like Auntie and okay. Waters. Auntie and Max. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, boo-boo. So, so yeah, so I'm going to give you a chance to kind of take the mic and introduce yourself to the listeners by sharing your, your name and what you stand for. Hello, my name is Naomi Cox, and I am a mother, wife, real estate broker, and just a, a, a lover of... Um, connecting in with the generations below me um, that are coming up after me and trying to bring them up and be a catalyst for helping to get them jump started in any way possible through business, through real estate, through education of any kind. I don't know everything, but I have bumped around enough to know a few things that I hope can be helpful to the next generation. So, you were you were sharing some things about what you stand for and you said something that stood out to me which is really being committed to sharing with younger generations or future generations the importance of understanding how business works can you hear me oh 
I can, I yeah, can I hear you. For can you hear me? Weeks. No? Oh, okay. Okay. Let's see. I, I think we're good now. I think we're good. Yes, sharing I think we're with good. future yep. generations. <laughs> yeah, sharing with future generations the importance of understanding business. And I think something that stands out to me, especially what's happening in a world right now where people are losing traditional jobs, trying to figure out ways to be able to earn money, to make money. Like, you know, I, I remember reading years ago, this guy that I follow on Instagram and he had a billboard up in the like the Slauson Overhill area. And it said, essentially just writing your dreams into existence or speaking your mm. dreams into existence. And sometimes people don't know like mm -hmm. beyond that, what to do next. And I think when people think about what's happening in the world right now, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to make it, what's been coming up a lot for me is people thinking about right. starting a business. And I know you have been a business owner for quite some time. So if you were to give advice or some how-tos to somebody who was thinking about starting a business what what are some one, things you would one, one of the first things um it's true you do have to write and i know you can attest to this and many others who believe in writing down those goals making those things real visually to you um and you being a writer um that that is an important part of it um i do believe that that um that vision board concept is not mumbo jumbo. It's for real. It puts it right there in front of you and it makes it very real. But the steps are, are evolving in starting a business because your generation, I'm speaking to your generation as, you know, the next level of online um, digital social media generation that can do such phenomenal things that we just didn't have access to. Um, but I, mm -hmm. I, one thing that's important is whatever it is that your, your passion is that you want to uh, do, number one for me was always find someone who is doing it well and yep. attach yourself to their hip in some way. I mean, offer free whatever, take them to lunch, but just say, can I just be in your world and sit around you and listen to you talk? and listen to what you do and watch how you do what you do. Because I think those mentors are important. Um, and, and at least watching and having a, a barometer, you may not follow every step that they, um, that they've made because hopefully they've made steps that become um, learning steps for them. You know, it's going mm -hmm. to, because those mistakes that are made are what, uh, helps them to know what not to do next time. Um, but you do want to have that, right. that part of it. That's the first part. I can definitely say you have to create your team. That's one of the most important things is understanding what you do well. And if what you do well is creating the floral arrangement or, or um, uh, being the life coach or whatever it is, you may not do well the administrative part of it. And that part has to be as well put together as your passion. You know, if you are a professional shoelace tipper mm -hmm. or um, artist or musician or whatever, 
it becomes taxing when you can't just create your thing, your vibe. Um, and, but you know that the the concrete part of actually having the the administrative piece is done. Most people don't know that, and that's where they get into trouble. Um, because when you create a business mm-hmm. and it becomes a real business, you know the man wants his piece of that business. And you have to have that right. that part in place. So creating your team of people who you do what you do and you can delegate the administrative pieces that have to be followed to someone. You know, your advisor, you as the as the leader, and your administrative backup. Those mm-hmm. are for sure. Those are for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's I think those are really valuable because a lot of times people think you know, when we think about, you know, what's happening in this country and we think about, you know, the, this movement and the resurgence of the, mm-hmm. the Black movement and the uplifting of the Black community, something that was coming up a lot during that time was encouraging people to patronize yes. Black businesses. And what I found is there's no shortage <laughs> of Black businesses. And I use like quotation marks around that because there's a lot of Black folks who have come up with amazing products, services, and so on, and there's something missing that's getting them to be at the same level, if not better than some other businesses that are not Black-owned and operated. And I think a big part of that is not because of a lack of ability, but more just a lack of knowledge on how to do that and what that looks like. And I think that when you think about writing out your passion as a plan, taking your dream and make it into a plan and creating an infrastructure from day one, building a team and then getting out there and starting to really push and hustle and sell and promote and so on. Because what I find with a lot of the people that I'm working with now, even as a consultant, I have some people who have established businesses and I have some clients who are just like, I want to start a business. And interestingly enough, those who are just starting need some of the same tools that the ones who already have a whole brand and a building and a whole vibe, but there's still some things that are being missed. When you think about when you first started out in business, what were some of the things that you wish you had known then that you learned after year three, year four, year wow, five, the, year ten? Well, some of the things, uh, one overarching thing is realizing that if it is your vision, it may not be the vision of everyone. Um, and so when they don't, people who are, are supporting you or part of it or who are so excited for what you're doing, don't quite um, kind of latch on to what your your vibe is and, and what you're trying to create. Um, you can't be too upset about it because it's your vision. So that means that mm-hmm. 80% of the work is going to be done by 20% of the people. That's kind of a rule that I learned that um, you're, you're going to be doing a lot of things um, yourself. And so, you know, that team of people really is difficult things that I wish I had, it's difficult to put together, um, but it's important that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the one thing that for sure happens, if it's a business, you're going to do whatever it may be that you're going to uh, to try to launch and put this team together. It's like a marriage um, because that's what mm-hmm. usually takes businesses down within months 
you know, very mm-hmm. quickly, the partnership between you and whoever is going to work with you on making it successful. Um, mm-hmm. If that isn't laid out, and I mean, and you know this because I have, I have learned so much from you about being very strategic about wording, being very strategic about mm. agreements. Um, if it is there in black and white, as much as possible, it's not like, oh, let's just, this sounds like fun. We're going to make this thing happen. Partnerships are very, very, very volatile, dynamic things. And they're like marriages. And mm-hmm. if that relationship mm-hmm. is not um, concrete, and it's hard to get it that way, um, unless things are like black and white, you know, buyout plans and all those things that you watch a lot mm-hmm. of businesses kind of rise real fast and fall twice as fast because of that mm-hmm. piece. Um, and they shouldn't, they shouldn't, you know, have to have that detrimental effect. Um, that's, that's one thing, but I do know that, that the other part when it comes to the administrative side of, of setting up a business is, mm-hmm. is that if you don't have all those little legal ducks in a row, you know, knowing mm-hmm. what's your name, business name, people will grab a business name out of creativity and immediately start printing, posting, putting, you know, putting things out there together, but they haven't gone through the steps to claim that name, own it, uh, file for it, mm-hmm. um, set up a business bank account so they can separate their personal mm-hmm. life from their business life. Um, you know, making sure those things are, are, are in place and understanding, you know, mm-hmm. it costs a little money um, to, to have mm-hmm. your foundation for your business in place. But, you know, when it grows and it can really grow, especially with the access that you have and your generation has mm-hmm. through social media or something, I, you know how I don't know how that works. I just enjoy mm-hmm. watching you make it work. <laughs> um, but, you know, when it grows, you are not in a position to have to constantly be protecting yourself and, and warding off um, different things that can come at you, you know, business, business mm-hmm. license for the city of LA expense can be very expensive. I, I didn't know I needed that. Well, when you file for these mm-hmm. things, when you file to have a business name, you're going to start getting a ton of mail. When you, when you file and yep. you get an, an EIN, which is an, you know, an ID number for the government, as soon mm-hmm. as you file for that, the IRS says, where's my piece of the pie? And they are relentless. So those Mm -hmm. kinds of, that's why that administrative thing keeps popping back in, you know, I had to learn kind of the hard way, you know, that sounds like a great thing to start doing. And sounds like people can utilize this service, this business, this widget that I've made, but I didn't put Mm -hmm. that part in place. And I think that that can bring it, bring it down really fast. That and, and that personal relationship, if you're going to do this, with partners very dangerous right right no that's so that's so key because I think that what I what I hear a lot of just you know in conversations or consultations with clients or potential clients is I you know ask when I send out a questionnaire before we even have our first conversation you know how many people are in your company is this something you're doing by yourself you know et cetera et cetera because most people not all but I would say most people when they're thinking of creating a business, like I, I know someone 
who's a client who makes, um, she makes teas and tinctures mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of like holistic uh, alternative medicine type things. And she makes them just in her mm -hmm. home, in her kitchen. And she's already got a website. She's already got packaging. She already has branding, labels, logos, booty, doo 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 She has all that stuff. What she needs the most is that administrative back of the house mm -hmm. behind the scenes make sure those emails are getting answered make sure this is that checks getting to the bank make sure she needs that and i think what happens is that a lot of people get really excited about whatever mm -hmm. they've created whether it's a service or a product and they're like i just want to get this to as many people as possible so when they do have even a little bit of a budget they put all of that into marketing and branding and not into the legal structure, the financial mm -hmm. structure, the, you know, the tax structure, things like they don't even, they get to that later when they start making money and then they end up kind of playing catch up. Or in some cases, like you said, not doing the research in advance to say, I want to make a company called blah, whatever. I got to go look up blah and see that anybody else exactly. have a company called blah. If they do, what do they sell the same things I'm selling? Oh, that's blah candles. Okay. Well, this is blah blanket. So I think I might be okay, but do I, should I just go look for another brand? So like one thing I like to watch is Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. It's like one of my favorite Me shows too. to watch on ABC and to see how, when people say, okay, I got a business or I have a brand, I have a product and I just want to partner with an investor so I can right. grow my business. So for someone that's a, and this is fresh, never owned a business, new business owner, or maybe in the first, you know, two to three years, when you think about building your team, you have like your admin team, your marketing team, maybe you have a partnership. What are some of your thoughts on investors as far as a source of, you yeah. know, financial support to build a business? I think in, in there's so many avenues now, I mean, for, for investors, there's angel investors, there's your Shark Tank people. Um, and, and I, and I believe that uh, they can be obviously a viable source of helping you to take it to the next level. The key with investors is making sure on your side of the agreement, Remember a contract that's written when somebody writes it, the person who's writing it is the one who's going to benefit the most. So that means if they hand you that's a right. contract, you have to scrutinize it to make sure that whatever contract or agreement it is benefits, cover yourself, you know, make sure because um, investors, some of them will say, I'm just going to invest and send me my return on investment check. And, and I'm and I'm out because I just like what you're doing. Most of mm -hmm. them are going to keep an eye on mm -hmm. it. And some of them, the other ones, like the shark tankers, they want a piece of your action. If they're going to invest, they want a piece That's of right. your business. And you don't want that piece to take away from, wait a minute, I'm sitting here at two in the morning putting together these basket things, weaving things that I make. And I'm up all night doing all the work. And somebody over there who is just sitting there receiving a check. You really have to be careful. I believe it's important. I believe it can be done, but I believe if you present a well put together proposal of exactly what you want them to help you do, if you're looking for $50,000 to buy product to make your widgets, then you're, you're telling them, I just want $50,000 to buy product to make my widgets. And when they're sold, and here's the proof of how many I've sold and how popular they are, 
I'm going to give you X amount per widget and or um, whatever the terms are of this $50,000 investment. The investors just, all investors are is people that saying, how much is my return on investment? And every time, every, every time. time, every time. And some investors, like you said, some investors want to be more like a partner where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm coming to the table with, like you said, $50,000 or, and I'm coming to the table with my 50,000. And in exchange for that, I want a third of your business. Right. So now we're partners because now we're in this together. So like, that goes back to, like you said, your analogy of, you know, marriage is like, okay, I'm coming to the table and I'm, I'm buying my yeah. way into this partnership and we're partners as long as this business exists versus a different type of investor. Like you said, angel investors, they're like, I'm just dropping money in and I'm going to yeah. drop on out. And I'm just, like you said, here's the PO box to send my check. I don't want to be a part of operations. I don't want right. to be a part of decision-making. If the business fails, then, you know, as long as I get my return, right. I'm good, you know? And then you have people that are kind of like, they're just making donations or something like that, but they're not really expecting mm-hmm any kind of ROI. They're not expecting any kind of return other than just like, yeah. it's a love offering. You know, I just kind of gave you yeah. this and hope it works Go out, fund me you know, kind of thing. You know. um, GoFundMe, crowdfunding, you know, yeah, that kind of thing where it's like, ooh, hope, hope it works out for you, but I'm right. not looking for anything in return. I think something that makes a new business owner or someone who's a potential business owner nervous about investors and or partnerships is what happens yes, when it exactly doesn't work. That's it. <laughs> Where do I go exactly. now? <laughs> what do what I do I now? Do now? <laughs> you know, I, I know I'm, I probably lean uh, towards the uh, plan, plan for the worst, hope for the best concept, but I believe that's why that relationship, that, that marriage goes into when you sit down with your best friend in the whole world and you're both going to start making socks together. And, and because you guys love doing that and it's all, you know, it's all fun and party games during that time, but you have to have very difficult discussions and conversations about let's plan as if X were to happen and we just want to be able to maintain our relationship, whatever that relationship is at the end of Mm -hmm. this endeavor, should it end? Um, we want to maintain that we have to have conversations about it's kind of like those forgive me for saying this yeah it's a prenup okay it's a what happened basically yeah I mean it's hard hard conversation but Mm -hmm. it's you have to have something in Mm -hmm. an agreement I don't care if it's on a napkin and you get it notarized by the waitress you literally have to have something that says in the event that this happens we just agree that we are selling it. There's no, there's no, there's a buyout. There's a, or whatever the agreement is. And it's mm-hmm. very hardcore. It's black and white. I know you thought you did more than I did, or right. I thought I did more than you and we're fighting and everybody's upset and it gets very emotional, but right here in black and white, it says the mm-hmm. business gets sold period. End of story. Very, right. it's difficult, but that is key. And that's what, what scares people is if you know up front, you already know the path, and then you can just pack your box, <laughs> take your, you know, exactly. take your take your mm-hmm. part of what it is and say, you know, it didn't work out. And deal with the emotions, because there will be emotions. But I think that part is really, really, really important um, to, to have that 
really set up and that that team and that that background work person because i i agree with you that um Mm -hmm. there's we really want to support uh our our black businesses i I, we can we are a powerful powerful source that we haven't tapped into and there's brilliant people putting Mm -hmm. amazing things together but we have unfortunately an embedded and systemically placed mistrust for ourselves and right. our people's like, mm, I don't know, girl, I'm right. gonna go to the West side and get those. Cause girlfriend's shop looks a little janky that, <laughs> you know, we have that we mm-hmm. have that, and we mm-hmm. have to smack ourselves every now right. and then. And, and, but we do have to become more educated about it. We have to have the team and, and all the people who are, or are in place that are going to really make your stuff look as legit as as real deal as if you drove to the west side yeah and you know because you want to bring it home right exactly well and that and and it's you know I was having a conversation with some friends the other day and we have um you know, we know some folks who have opened up businesses in the last couple of years and they got, you know, support from family or they got, a, you know, whatever, a, you know, money just fell out the sky. And next thing you know, they got like a brick and mortar established mm-hmm. spot. They're open and they have the signage is on point and this is on point. Everything is beautiful. And you're like, oh, OK, so that you did it. If I was yeah. going to open something, I want it to look like this. Then on the other side of the spectrum, we have the ones that are kind of just like ticky tack, barely held together with masking tape. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, if I order, if I touch, if I lean on this, is it going to, the whole concept, is it, you know, and you, so you have like the whole concept of like having something that's polished and prepared. And like you said, can compete and measure up to Mm -hmm. what we see on the West side, which Mm -hmm. is primarily by white people that we can have something that is just as good, if not better. And, a lot of times, you know, when I think about patronizing black businesses, if I look at even like the restaurant, you know, industry and before COVID, yeah. BC, <laughs> you know, as we say now, but BC, you know, um, I, I, if I wanted to just invest black dollars into a black business and I'm looking for the black restaurant, I'm like, where is the fine yes. dining, yes. you know, white tablecloth, maitre d' at the door, you know, amazing wait staff, amazing, you know, Michelin star chef, like, where is mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Does that exist anywhere in mm-hmm. Los Angeles County? Because yeah. I don't see it, you know, and or even like you said, if it's the, if it's the, the, the clothing store, it's, or the right. candle store, or whatever it is, I want to know that when I put money into supporting a black business, that I'm getting the same the same, the same level, yes. you know, five star level from my first interaction with the business to the end. And when I think of like the way right. branding and things work, what do your business cards mm-hmm. look like? What's your website look like? What does your logo look like? What does your social media, you know, look like? Do I feel like if I'm going to give you this chunk of my money, I'm getting just as much right. as I would if I and went yes, to the and white Yes, it speaks to a few <laughs> things that I think, unfortunately, and, and we have to really keep having this conversation. I know some of our counterparts are, quote unquote, tired of hearing about this conversation, but, you know, we got tired. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it 400 years. So anyway, it speaks to right. why we as a people will maybe start a business, maybe 
maybe some of what's inside of us is, I don't know if my stuff is as good as, or um, we do may create a business out of more of a dire need to survive, you know, maybe like, well, I, I know how to paint flowers on a, on a, on a napkin. And I found some people who will buy that and I need that money bad. Right. Where we today, today, so <laughs> one thing that, that we have to put mm-hmm. in our minds and we think about, I want to start this business, but yes, I can have this business sustain me and I can have this business take me to the next level. And who knows, take me from supplementing my income to becoming my income to making, you know, just taking it to the next level. But we have to look at it from a perspective Mm -hmm. of, of why are you doing this? And, and I've, I've been learning over the years, you know, I used to listen to Zig Ziglar. God, oh my God, a hundred billion years ago. Right. I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know because you just an uh, old woman in your brain you know stuff you didn't know things Zig Ziglar who, who I know I Zig Ziglar yeah saying at a seminar that you can have anything you want in life if you help other people get what they want in life that is the bottom line and so yeah. why are you doing what you're doing it's because you're trying to fill a need and you have a gift for doing it and so that's when you say, how would I want to be presented this teacup, candle, elixir thing and expect, and then it speaks to, uh, well, maybe I'll just charge $5 because that seems reasonable. And that's what my people can afford. And no, mm-hmm. you know, that's a $50 item, but you can't fix your mouth yes. to say that, but you should because you have given them the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And that way, you have no problem yep. pricing yourself at $250 an hour like they do on the West side. Because yep. you know, oh, no, girlfriend, this mm-hmm. is handmade. It was grown from my garden. It was, you know, I have studied this for 20 years. I am worth every penny. And I'm, I appreciate yep. it. That's not in your budget. It's okay. But we start to, we have mm-hmm. to start our businesses from the aspect of how we can better someone's life because why do it I mean really <laughs> why do it right otherwise otherwise why do it and and you're right and that's the that's something that I would say if I look at like the top three things that I see people doing wrong business owners doing wrong and this is again on the spectrum of someone who's in a startup to someone yeah. who's been in business for five plus years they're making the same mistakes when Mm -hmm. it comes to value and pricing. They don't necessarily marry those two together or integrate the fact that pricing becomes relative when the value is compromised. If you have a service that's priced at $250 an hour and you're a, mm-hmm. a waxologist, you know, you do the waxing thing, thing or whatever. And every single one of your clients is like, girl, it's like a seal right. down there. When she <laughs> does, she is on it, bare skin, everything smooth, legs good. I'm cool. It's $250, no problem. I will whatever. clip some coupons and recycle some cans yeah. so I can come and get this service. Then on the flip side of that, if you have that same $250 price tag, but when you go for the oh. waxing, the girl's always late 
or she got you double booked, or it's not as clean as it needs to be, or you ended up with a burn or a bruise or a rash or a this or a that, that $250 feels yeah. like $250,000 when you have to pay it because the weight that you feel of the disappointment right. because the value was compromised makes that right. pricing right. seem exactly. way too high. And the other side of that is the, is the pricing that becomes everyone that I've talked to in business and they've been doing, like you said, from I'm just want to see if I can get this off the ground to been doing or in real estate for years and, like, and still have a problem fixing their mouth to say, this is what I think I'm worth. But you can really, it, it becomes a challenge. It's like, I, I remember telling people, you want to make a brochure, put your price right there on the paper and, and, how much right worth and when when you know that you are offering i know what i'm doing i put my heart soul and i put my foot in it and everything else and i'm giving it if you devalue that then your clients say well girl i can get the same thing well, you know, from from you for you know for $20 when you know it's worth $200 and clients know that That's they it's right. like you get what you pay for old school then you need to make sure that mm-hmm. they are getting what they're paying for and that you are charging what they should be paying. Right. And and also to know that there's, you know, back in the day you had uh, a barber, right. a baker, a candlestick maker, or whatever. You know, you had like one person who kind of did whatever that thing was. You have so-and-so, oh, that's the fish man. Right. Oh, that's the meat man. That's the fruit man. She does the hair over there. He does the this. But our community obviously yes. has expanded, quadrupled in size to where there's a lot of us that are building businesses in overarching industries. So you have, you know, the health and wellness folks, and then you have, you know, the creative mm-hmm. folks, and you mm-hmm. have the real estate, and the, you know, the financial folks. And if I'm saying I want to put my money into a black business and I go and I Google and I find the business and it comes down to two different opportunities, mm-hmm. two different businesses that are offering the same thing. And one of them has a price mm-hmm. that's substantially lower. I'm automatically right. going to question their value. Like, wait a minute, you guys have the same, mm. the same background, the same service. All It's almost like you use the same website template. It's almost identical, but your prices are wow. like 40% less. Right. Why? Why are your prices so low? Because if it's the, I'm trying to take care of my people, that goes into this next you know, mindset that I wanted to look at, which is why do we assume that black I folks have no can't idea. afford I have no, at all or that won't I have no idea especially when you know it, it well I can kind of speak to a little bit of why we assume that and it's because again I'm going back to the systemic concept of we have had to literally plow our way and scrape our way through to get what everyone else already started with so so we maybe we don't we you know we don't mm-hmm. have a car but we have $400 worth of hair or, you know, $600 worth of tennis right. shoes, and yet we don't have the basis for certain things. So we kind of get this impression of, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have it. No, you have, baby, you know you have it, and you can make it happen. And you, you deserve it. the mm-hmm. best. That's, this is something that has just been, it, it, it blew my mind. You and I had a conversation 
uh, a couple of months ago about about the concept of someone whose family had never owned property and 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 you know and my thing and so they didn't know that they could or you know I don't deserve I mean that's just how we we never had what no so you don't think you deserve to no (laughs) you know and so we we kind of we Mm -hmm. automatically assume our folks can't pull it together you talk about and I speak specifically to black women you talk about the ability to find a dollar and triple it when it has to happen, <laughs> no, we can make it happen. Yes. Yes. Hello. We stretch dollars like elastic, like just, you know, and one thing I say to people often is that people yes. will create time for what they want yes. and people will find yes, money will. for what they yes, really, really want. They will find it. They will find it. They will, mm-hmm. like you said, whether they find it in their closet around their neck on their hand wherever they find it they will find it for what they want and I think that when someone is sitting down and they're building a business and they're building their team having people around you to help you understand that you might not be the person to determine Mm -hmm. the pricing maybe you need to have a bookkeeper or someone come in Mm -hmm. and help you with that maybe you need to have a strategist come in so that you can just focus on making the widget and that's all you do is just make the product cool and then you have a team that can help you really build so that you can confidently put yourself out there and say yes i'm offering this service this is my platform that I stand on and the platform is built on right. my life experience, education, and so on. My rate is $250 an hour. I know that you need what exactly. it is I'm offering because I can see you where you are and I'm speaking directly to you and you just happen to be sitting in 250,000 different right. seats, but I'm really right. speaking to the same one person over and over again that their people mm-hmm. are going to pay. It's, it's, it's really a disservice to assume that someone cannot afford or won't find the money for what they need. And you're doing a disservice to yourself by pricing yourself so low that a year goes by and you're struggling to pay the rent or a year goes by and you hire the staff. And think about how the feeling that you have as a, as a black person and you go out to a swanky, whatever, and you have a waiter or waitress who mm-hmm. has the audacity to say, well, if you want that, you do know that costs extra or, you know, uh, I'm just going to show you this one because this yep. one's cheaper. So they're making an assumption about you and you have to correct them and say, no, I'll take That's three right. of the double price ones just because <laughs> um, it's because I want to. I can't just because I yeah, want to tell you to shut up. Thinking yeah. about our community differently, you know, when we approach our businesses and 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 realize that that it's really about you know starting that business, like you said, number one from your passion and realizing that you this is something you just enjoy doing and and you want to do and you feel like it can benefit if it can benefit someone else. And how you get clients coming to you and how that all that all starts to kind of migrate and grow and and almost organically, because one thing I know is that when people people need to know that you care before they care what you know. 
they they need to know that oh my gosh well, right. you, you're going to give me the thing that's going to help my back pain that I'm de- or whatever it is and it's like this thing works I've done it myself here's my story and they they want the story um but businesses that 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 yep. try to get off the ground and and I think have that rough start or it's, or like I said it's all you know unicorns and butterflies for a couple of months um, and it becomes taxing when mm-hmm. they don't have the team behind them. And it, and it may just be at the beginning, but make sure family right. knows it. Make sure family, because, you know, family, we'll, you know, we'll cut each other. Make yep. sure family knows it. I am getting this started and I am asking for <laughs> your support to get it started. Yep. And here's mm-hmm. your two cents of each widget I sold for five dollars mm-hmm. or whatever the base. So because there are some family members who really have those skills. But don't forget to pay family for their skills. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Pay family for their skills. And pay family, pay people for, pay, pay, pay family for their skills and recognize that when you, when you do business, when you do partner, when you do build a team that is with family, know that it's, being able to segment that this is the business we're doing this for the Uh business so if i was paying you as an investor you're going to get your roi if i'm paying you as an employee you're going to get your salary if i'm paying you as a partner you're going to get your percentage whatever that is just know that that is it is what it is and then you flip the page and it's like okay girl so i'll have brunch on sunday (laughs) that's a different experience and i know that totally different you know flip the camp we're over here now and I recognize that a lot of people really are challenged with creating that segregation Mm -hmm. between doing business with family doing business as a family and being a family and recognizing that those are two they're overlapping they're obviously integrated but they do they can do so in a way where you really can build Because that's the thing that I really would like to see more of in the Black community. Because a lot of us come in like five or more. Yeah, five, eight, seven, twelve. A lot of us come in large sets. There's never just one of us. (laughs) I don't know how that works. And I agree that that this is part of building that generational wealth. And the people that you should be able to count on are your blood relatives. You should be able right immediately to count on. And sometimes we have to go, oh, girl, I can't work with my family. I have to go with my girlfriend here. And you should be able to count on that. But you do have, I agree with you wholeheartedly that, um, that uh, what I want to say, that, that dynamic of being able to split and understand and and it has to be vocalized mm-hmm. like you actually say are we putting on our business hats right now because i'm i'm gonna go on and start the clock at two o'clock and you know my rate is such and such That's right now mm-hmm. you know the old quote-unquote family discount That's right. um is something that you have to kind mm-hmm. of decide how that works because as a family person who's going to help someone kind of get their thing off the ground, we've all been there. We all started with nothing. It's right. like, I I can only give yeah. you of right. my actual working day for people who actually pay me my full fee. I can only give you this much time. Okay. Right. Because that's going to wear on you right. as a family member who's working mm-hmm. with them. And it's going to create that 
right. oh God, I'm getting that call again from so-and-so. Let me just not pick that up. You just want to pay people for their time. Mm-hmm. And then it, it does something for them. It give, They got to give you their top dollar. They got to give you their A game for, because right. you're paying for A game. And, and yep. I believe that that then they want to they want to give you the best you get the best and you there's no argument about well she kind of did my website for me you know on the side and it's kind of half janky and it never got finished kind of janky or whatever you know, right. like water a sandwich don't mix up mm-hmm. the two mm-hmm. please <laughs> right right and it's and what and what it does honestly is it really teaches you how to yes create exactly. value for the services that you're offering because a person that can confidently say to a family member yes i would love to help you build a a social media marketing plan for your business this is how much i charge for that service Mm -hmm. i will give you the family discount which is not free it is a family discount i will give you the family discount here's my contract here's the the payment plan Here's the boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You're in my, uh, you're, you're in, my, you're in a workflow now. You're on my project. I'm, I'm on it, which means I'm gonna be on time for our appointments. I'm gonna honor your time. I'm gonna give you my absolute best mm-hmm. work. Right. Even if you are my sibling, right. you know what I mean. Even if you are my cousin or my aunt or whomever. And yes. if I can do that confidently with a family member, exactly, then and I'm going to easily be able to do it and, with a stranger. Something that you know, I went for years in in doing real estate when I got started and. I have seven siblings and at least five of them didn't even know I was in real estate. They're like, oh, you do that? Because I was trying to do my little thing on the side, kind of handle my own stuff and get my feet in the water and, you know, didn't want to step on anybody's toes. But, you know, they bought and sold properties and did loans right around me <laughs> until, until I made it clear. But it's like, you know, and then they're like, yep. well, you know, the, people are just funny about, well, you know, maybe... Maybe there, I can get a cheaper this or cheaper. And I recommend that you go and get a cheaper. I'm not going to lie to you because I got to sit with you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I think it, I think that's where when I look at, you know, the black community as a whole, and I look at some areas of need, you know, for us and areas of opportunity for improvement for us. It does, like you said, go back to that that ever present so far yes. thread of mistrust that's just been woven into our DNA yes. for for you know hundreds of years, you know. And I think that we do have right. an opportunity because now at least we're aware that it exists, you know, not to say that our ancestors weren't, but we're aware that its existence yes. is actually impeding us from yes. even playing and- catch up for how far back we've been set, you know, exactly. even getting a chance to just, that, you know, it is, it, get it our foot in the door, frustrating you know, to think how deeply it permeates. And when I hear various people say systemic race, what are you talking about? It doesn't exist. You got, you know, you guys are really grabbing at straws here and blah, blah, blah. I, you just don't know the psychological mind game that it has started generations back. And it's why someone right now in your, your age frame or, mm-hmm. or younger says, I'm not ever, I'm always going to be paying rent. I'm not ever going to own. How's that going to happen? I'm like, why did, you know, because they don't, they don't know. They don't know. There's something that's like, I am going to college. What's that for? You know, right. just, just the, the bar was set 
and and held down and and then they figure that's as far as it can go but you right. know i i believe that this this new area yeah. if 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 covid did anything else it made us stop think reevaluate and and i think it's going to make more phenomenal business owners now and you know my prayer is even more in the black community but to take mm-hmm. whatever their business is to the level of you should expect to to give the best and you should expect to receive the best from your community we we have had to always outperform our counterparts yep. you can't just be the black kid in the classroom and just do as well as jimmy next door you have to double what jimmy's doing you know, dominate the sport. You've got to dominate. You have the sport. to dominate. And when it comes Jimmy to making your candles mm-hmm. or selling your business or or life coaching or yoga, you have to be like, you can't touch this woman. She, I mean, I don't care if she's purple. She is the baddest there is. And you make that your game. Mm-hmm. Make whatever it is you do. Like, oh, I'm just going to put right. this on. This would be I. Right. I could sell that. No, don't do that. To, don't do that to your people. Don't do it. Don't do that. <laughs> Mm-mm. don't do that no don't do that and 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 to know like sometimes people go I think one mistake I see people making yes. also is they try yes. to do too many things yeah and it brings in the you know jack of all trades master of none because there's a difference between being a, mm-hmm. a multi-hyphenate you know if you are a real estate broker. Mm-hmm. You probably know yeah. a little bit about escrow. Yeah. Maybe know a little something about title. Maybe know a little something about loan processing. That's a multi-hyphenate, you know. But then when you have the ice cream guy who also is a real estate broker who sometimes on the side will sure. mow your lawn, sure. not to say that he can't do all those things well, but if those things are going to be businesses that that person is running, they need to have a dedicated team for each exactly. one of them to make sure that they all run congruently, make sure that they're all at the same level as like, yes. oh, I mow the lawn just as well as yes. each of this house. It's equal levels of, of um, mastery, you know, that exists for both. So I think sometimes I see people offering businesses where it's like, it's too many different things. And so that was something that I had to learn is even stepping away from being, you know, identified as it's just yoga, it's just yoga, that's what I do, it's just a yoga thing. And I stepped back and started to say, actually, this coaching Mm -hmm. thing seems Mm -hmm. to really be where I'm actually shining the most. And I recognize that there's three different types of people that I want to work with. And those three types of people is what's building this three-tiered coaching, where it's like, we got business, we got the creative, And then we got the folks right. who just want to get into that mind, body, spirit, meditation, you know, holistic vibe. Everybody is getting the same level of service. And in a lot of ways, they're getting the same model of service. It's just slight tweaks that you make right. in between each one, but they all kind of feed into each other as well. Because I noticed the creative, mm-hmm. the dancer really wants to build a business around dance. And I'm like, okay, so you actually need some of these business consulting services and you're probably going to be stressed out. So we're going to go ahead and get you some meditation as well. You know, so everything integrates into each other. I think what I see some folks doing is they try to be the one-stop shop 
And sometimes being a one-stop shop actually exact, diminishes exactly the value the of thing, the services yeah, that, that are being offered at that and I've, and shop. Speaking from, from real estate, um, knowing how to um, list a property is different than knowing how to represent a buyer who's going to buy that property and that your mindset there, knowing how to package a loan for a buyer versus a, a refinancer, but knowing a little bit about the components of that process. It involves escrow. It involves title. It involves, you know, um, knowing trust fund accounting. It involves all of those pieces, but they're seamlessly part of the same service. So what you're doing is see, it's a seamless connection, make complete sense that someone who's trying a creative, who's trying to build a business with their creative art also is going to need to learn how to pull it down, chill out, but let me help you manage the business and yet tie in what you actually do. And I think that's, like you said, the mistake is made when you have, you know, like you said, your, your, your gardener all of a sudden is selling insurance. You're kind of like, well, uh, I don't know, or vice versa. And it's not, look, and I'm not taking away from landscaping. Okay. I love landscaping. It's one of mm -hmm. the things, look, it's one of my low, you know me, I'm always trying to start a business, but I'm smart enough to I know. know I can't do that. That is not, that is not my expertise. <laughs> it, I could tie it to real estate because everybody right. has a lawn. But, but reality mm -hmm. is, is I don't know boo about, landscaping right. <laughs> and that art and when you decide that it's not saying you can't be creative in different areas and say right. you know what I used to do this but I have found a real passion in this you can do that and you can shift but know that it is going to take some time to build your rebuild a client base who says it's okay that you used to be an insurance salesman and now mm -hmm. you're a professional tree trimmer it has to, it has to take time for people to change their minds, right? You know, for them to see that as being okay. And it seems to be, you know, yes. each one of those is a specialty, but, but things that, that are wrapped around people's money, their finances, their, their, mm -hmm. their, um, their income, their investments are, it's going to be a little challenging for you to go from something that doesn't directly affect those types of, of areas you know, to go from being, you know, being your, your, your landscaping professional to now being the guy who's going to handle your life insurance. That's going to be a difficult transition. Mm -hmm. Difficult. Right. It, yeah. It'll be a difficult transition. And like you said, you also have to, you have to find a whole new audience because you might've been, like you said, the best tree trimmer Mm -hmm. in the world exactly. you know and everybody was paying exactly. top dollar for your services because you're like edward scissorhands just out there you know making stuff happen and then you took you put down your shears and you put on a business suit and you're yeah, trying I'm to sell life scared. insurance people are like well, i'm a little scared you have time I, to learn how to do this when you were kind of nervous you're talking about you know and i'm a little scared now nervous um i don't know how you know about this when did you learn these and he transitioned, retired out of that, and went into building a dog food line. Fine. But if he went from building a dog food line to being a doctor, I'd be a little kind of wow. I need to, how long did you have time to study? To that? being a doctor. That's a different <laughs> story. So, <laughs> so it's, 
Oh, maybe, maybe it's a vet. But but I but I this dog between um, the areas that you know you're good at, and and it's not to squash anybody. You know, you can try. I say try while you're young, and when I say young, that's anybody younger than me. While you're young, you you have these mm-hmm. so many avenues to try <laughs> and not fail. You try. And you say, I tried it. Let me try this. Let me try this. But every time you make an adjustment, you do have to be prepared to, to approach a new audience. And each time you build, it takes longer. And, and, and so it just, it, it's, as long as you're providing something positive for the community and, and it's something that, you know, it doesn't become this, if I don't sell the next widget, I'm not going to be mm-hmm. able to pay my rent concept. Um, it, it will grow from there and you're providing people with a service and, and it does something positive for them. Cause if you get, get them what they want, you're going to get what you want um, every time, every time. And, and, you mm-hmm. know, those, every those aspects of it, but the, the thing that came to mind initially about starting businesses and getting them straight is really, you can be excited about it, be passionate about it, but get that team together and, you know, be willing to have someone like yourself who says, I'm going to coach you through the steps. You don't even have your name yet. What do you mean? You, okay, you, you, don't, you don't even have the supplies you need to make the candles. Hold on. You know, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Pump the brakes. Yeah. And that's exactly what I do. As a coach, I, I have a lot of, yes. you know, as very Neeson, I have a, I have acquired very many special skills that can be utilized. Very particular set of skills. There we go. I have a very particular set of skills that can be applied to various mm-hmm. different types, you know, of businesses at different stages and different people running them and so on. And as a coach, I could just reach in and just do it for them. But I'm like, no, I'm here to coach you so that you know how to look for the right people to hire on your team. Mm -hmm. You know what stage of your development that you're actually ready for and what's going to be the natural next step for you so that you're not looking back and saying, I probably shouldn't have skipped step three. I just went straight to step step, step four. And now I actually have to go back to step one (laughs) because I skipped a step. And so- I think recognizing that, like you said, identifying what your passion That's is, what I'm saying. you know, like they said in the robots movie, find a need, fill a need, you know, make sure that whatever business that you're putting out there is actually filling a need because while there's room for novelty, you know, businesses, right. and I know there's, sure. you know, things when people were buying the fidget yeah. spinners, somebody had to make that, you know what I mean? But ain't nobody buying them anymore. So when you think about building something mm-hmm. and you think about building generational wealth, you want to build something that's sustainable, that you can sustain, and that's also duplicatable so that you yeah. can actually show those who come after you, hey, this is how you do this, and this is how you do this, and this is how you do this, and so on. So that's how you really build that really impactful community of Black business owners so that when the time comes and someone's mm-hmm. on their computer saying, how do I support a black business? Where can I go? They have a plethora of polished organizations and businesses that they can support. Exactly. And they don't feel like exactly. they got to try to find it's, it's, the needle in the haystack. That got and it, and it is a mindset change. <laughs> and again, I do speak to the fact that your generation and the ones coming up right under and through you are, are what you guys call woke. And are getting are getting 
getting it in their heads that the limits are mm-hmm. off. We are still, my generation is still kind mm-hmm. of peeking our heads out about, about, you know, where our parents were. I mean, you know, your grandmother, my mom sat on the back of the bus and, and accepted it because it was the way it was. And we're like, wow, that's a trip. Okay, well, let me, you know, not do too much of whatever because we still have it in our heads. You guys have no limits. And you, and you know there shouldn't be any limits. And, um, and I think right. that just kind of starting that process of, of, of you know, how we, how we help, help each other to, um, to, to what do you need to take your thing to the next level? I want to start my napkin making business. Well, I have no problem with people saying, what do I do first? I'm like, what do you want to call it? And the first thing you need to do is you need to call Keyshawn because she's going to walk you through the steps. And, well, you know, I don't know because I don't have any money (laughs) to get started. Well, you know, you got to start somewhere. And but if you start off and just start pressing napkins and and you don't get that homework, that that teamwork, that team together and and lay that foundation. Um, it'll, you know, you'll make them for a couple of months and then you're going to a whole lot of napkins sitting on in your, in your den, in your closet. You're going to have a whole lot of napkins. Anymore because it's not the thing. Um, <laughs> you know, you either build a business model you can replicate. I mean, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, exactly. I don't care. Exactly. But Amazon is Amazon because he built a model that is untouchable. Yeah. It's untouchable. And so there it is. It's, it's not, it's not, you know, right. um, popular as far as their practices but I time for a break time for a breather one thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives throughout our day is to breathe so I invite you right now to allow three deep intentional breaths to enter and exit your body and by the time you're done we will be ready to continue thank you so much for listening well that's good well we're going to move into our final segment of the podcast where I switch gears a little bit and I borrowed this uh, game from Oprah it's called Complete the Sentence. So this is a chance for the listeners who have gotten a little dose of your expertise when we think about business building and entrepreneurship and things Uh-oh. like that. So okay. now Uh-oh. they're going to get to know a little bit more about Auntie. <laughs> well, Naomi. So so I'm going to okay. give you a sentence and then you're just going to complete the sentence, take up as much or as little space as you like. I so, see the first one is I am happy people around me that I love succeeding. I do the it work I do because makes in uh, it makes me feel like I'm contributing to the next generation and I am a person who who I love to be needed. Um I don't require anything. I've been blessed. Uh with many things and I don't need anything else um, because family has just it always been most important to me, but I do the work that I do because I just want to see everyone just, just really take off. I really want to see the next generation take off, take over and, and make 
tremendous change for the better and just see them do well. And so y'all can take care of me when I get old. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I have two sons and I'm kind of thinking <laughs> I'm going to be put in a home. So that, too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Build a team. <laughs> we'll build a team. We got you covered. We got you covered. Oh gosh. Um, the next I have been inspired, I have been inspired by, by. It's so funny watching uh, people who read a lot. Um, good friends of mine, family members who read and dig deep for information, and even more so, I've been inspired by my sons who continue to to redefine what it means to have a challenge. Just continue to break the barriers on, this is all you think I can do? Watch mm-hmm. this. And they inspire me to continue to fight for them and, and in turn to fight for others who have different challenges and, and are being pigeonholed by society and culture as to what they can and can't do. I'm inspired by seeing them do more than I ever imagined they could do. Mm. Write that damn book up and put it in there. If I were truly brave enough. If I was brave enough. Because I don't know for sure there's about 10 different topics, but you know I don't like to read. I'm not going to lie. That's why I love people who read, because they can just tell me the short story. I just gotta write it. Yes, I was brave enough. And you don't have to read it, you just have to write it. (laughs) I want my legacy to be that the family members behind me and friends that, that that I really hold dear, that that there was something about me being a part of their life that made it easier, that made it better that they could remember and they could tell someone else, you know, I did that because auntie said it might work. That's why auntie knows that because she said that that could work. And she said, don't do that because that doesn't work. Um, I, that would be the ultimate legacy for me, for my kids, my family members, my friends to, to have been made better because they knew me. Oh my God. That is my, craziest sense of peace is is playing in my garden and just listening and watching these birds who are expecting to be fed and 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 the ants crawling up my legs and the whole thing that's how I should that's that's my love right there (laughs) I love that I love that I love and our next conversation next time we're going to talk about all the sisters and brothers that I have to help your sisters and brothers um, on how to create that generational uh, wealth through creeping, creeping up the idea of buying some real estate and taking it to the next level. Thank you, Auntie, for being a guest on my podcast. (laughs) It's time to wrap this up. And I just want to say very sincerely, thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day. And I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now in this moment, I see the light. I see the love 
the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity, and the pure joy that shines within each of you. And I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.